Hey everybody, this is Patty Negri. Welcome to The Witching Hour. We have a great guest for you today. I'm so excited we get to meet her together. I'm the creator of Hoodwitch, Brie Luna. You are going to love her. But before I bring on Brie, where's Patty? If you are tuning into this, the week we first drop, happy December, happy holiday season, whatever it is you celebrate. But if you are anywhere near December 4th, 2023, I'm home. I am home and I'm home until the weekend. So Tuesday, if you are interested, I haven't done this in a while. At my school, University Magicus, I am teaching a one-day class on mediumship development. I promise you in my one hour and a half, very affordable class, you can learn the basics of developing your own mediumship. If you're already a medium, I'm going to give you tips and guidelines and things to really help you deepen that communication and create your language with spirit. Wednesday, where else? Which is Movie Coven. So wands up, wands down. We're going to talk about all sorts of movies. And you guys get to be there live in the chat room and give us your comments as we argue and disagree with each other with Richard Lael and Heather Green and Jason Mankey and Courtney Buckley and Good Time is Had by All. Other than that, the weekend, if you haven't got your tickets already, we hopefully have some left. I'm going back to Texas. My partner and dear friend, Natalie Jones, and I are going to be at the Old Park Hotel. It's spooky. It's fun. It's got some great ghosts. It's not like you're on the insane asylum but it's a perfect holiday haunt. So why not for a holiday gift for yourself? Why not a holiday gift for somebody who has everything? Why not give them an experience? We have overnight ones where you spend the night with us at the hotel and everything, or we have just the evening in itself, which literally goes from 12 noon to like midnight or 2 a.m. Come play and let's talk to spirits for the holidays. You could find it all on my website, pattynegri.com. Including there, you can get to my Patty's Power Panties, my Spellcaster line. We are still doing our just launch holiday sale that if anything on my mystery control, you have code Patty, you get 25% off. So we're practically giving it away on my yoga line, my Spellcaster tees and hoodies, and of course, my super effective power panties. So check that out, mystery control. And again, you can get there from pattynegri.com. That's where I am. Hey, everybody. You'll never guess what time it is. Yeah, you will. It is time for the Willow Report. The Willow Report, we're going to talk about a little dilemma we just had. It's not the Grace Report. It's not the Willow and Grace Report because Grace is hiding from us. What happened just yesterday is we lost little Gracie. Just for a little while, happy ending. But come the morning, I just couldn't find her. She did not come down for breakfast. She's an indoor cat. So unless she snuck out somehow, but we couldn't figure out why. But we've looked everywhere, and she's this little six-pound cat. Now, in the olden days, with Willow's predecessor, Dora, if we go, Dora, find the kitty, boom, she beeline, she's a hound dog. She would go right through where the kitty is. Well, not so much. We haven't taught her that yet. I don't think she's grown into, oh, now we look at the camera, her hound dog ways of being. Anyway. Probably 10 hours after she was lost, my husband's chair, he has one of those massage, lazy boy type, opened it up, out comes the cat. She had gotten locked inside the floorboards 
where when the legs are down, she's just trapped in there. She was fine. I don't think she missed it. She didn't mind. But we have to work on our find the cat hound dog things. Willow, that's the Willow Report. For this week's magic lesson, we're going to talk a little bit on days of the week magic. Now, there, every day is good for everything, but certain days are run by or ruled by certain planets and they're better for other things. On this particular one, since it's the holidays and a lot of things are about wanting money for gifts and travel and seeing family, I'm going to do these days of week a little bit of a hint towards monetary world, towards money world but know that every day has a little bit of power on each. So if you're doing a spell working on Sunday, the sun is actually ruling that day. So if you want to either what you wear or the candles you're burning, work with red or gold. It's really good if you want to feel like a boss, if you want to be a boss. Again, it's a power color. It's a power day. It's really good for a promotion. It's good for health. It's good for fame. It's good for success because it's that male sun power. So if you're looking for that kind of a spell or even just what outfit to wear to make you feel like that, on Sunday, go with red or gold because you are ruled by the sun. Now, Monday, very opposite, the moon rules that day. I would wear silver or yellowy orange because that's the moon. Now, the moon is much more feminine. It's about flow. So it's a really good color that affects your home, anybody who works for you, your emotions, because that's the emotion. So if you want to wear, I want my emotions to flow, put on your silvery moon-colored top. Do some home magic about your home. Do it on a Monday. Now, Tuesday is Mars. We are ruled by Mars. Yellow is the color of that, and that's aggressive sometimes. Mars can be a warring planet, so it's good for aggressions, really making something happen. Great for sex. It's great for conflict. It is really great for confidence. So if you're not feeling confident in something, go for a Tuesday for that extra little kick on things. Now, Wednesday, Mercury runs. The color of that runs everything. Is green, and that's really good for communication. It's good for studying and focusing. It's good for quicker, anything to do with intelligence. If you want a make me smart spell or something that you're doing your work, Plan it on a Wednesday if you want to be a little more focused in. Okay, almost halfway through. Thursday, for Thursday, actually, Jupiter rules Thursday. The color is blue, and it's really good for both medical and health issues and legal issues. So it's good for money, spirit, integrity, safety, security, anything you want that encompassing blue. Do it on Thursday so you have the power of the planet Jupiter right with you. Friday is Venus. It's the day of love. That's when I almost always do my love spells. That's when you want to go take a rose petal bath just for self-love, new love, enhancing the love you have. I use a lot of pinks and I add reds to add passion. Indigo is the color for aesthetics and beauty. It's really good for marriage. It's good for relationships. It's good for theater and art and music and family and everything creative that's heart-based like that. The last day, Saturday, is Saturn rule Saturday. And that black is a really good color for that. Remember, black is not a negative color. Black is a color that pulls out things and negativity. Black is a color to affect judgment and obstacles. 
property spills you might want to do on a Saturday. If you're having feeling judged by the world or you have some kind of a thing, an obstacle in the way, do it on Saturday. Do a black candle. Wear black that day to give you the power. So again, in my belief system, you do it when you need it. And if you need something that's a Thursday on a Tuesday, do it on a Tuesday. But for that extra oomph, look at the save of the days. Every day has magic to it. Magic is everywhere. You just have to pick a day sometimes. I have some Hoodwitch magic for you today. I have Bray Luna, the creator of Hoodwitch. She is dedicated to empowering, educating, and cultivating community through meaningful rituals, supporting self-care and wellness. She's known everywhere in all the big publications and is author of this amazing book, Blood sex magic thank you so much for coming on i got this in the mail this is a beautiful book and so different than like any other book literally because it's like a not a scrapbook but this is your you created this right i did want it to feel like a scrapbook that's exact word that i said i was like i want it to be a collection of memories inspiration i want it to feel modern and ancient and all of those things combined so on top of being like past grimoire, it's autobiography, but there's so many spells and bits and pieces and components. So it's not just like one straight thing where you're just like, eh, okay, here's this book and I'm just browsing through it. I'm a very visual person. So that was incredibly important to me. That is beautiful. Tell everybody if they don't know what Hoodwitch is. The Hoodwitch was a, and still is, a web-based platform and community. I started my own website. This is, I just celebrated 10 years in, in November. And so I wanted to create a community where I felt represented. So I started doing Hoodwitch, launched Hoodwitch 10 years ago. And really at that time, for a woman of color, I am Black and Mexican. I didn't really feel like I fit into the, I guess at that time, what was which culture. And it was always primarily focused on like Celtic tradition or Wicca. And, and I didn't necessarily grow up in that tradition. So I wanted to feel like I can create a space that felt inclusive, one that felt very much, I guess, geared toward, I wouldn't say like people of color, but yes, I wanted to feel inclusive and having a safe space where you didn't feel othered and we can come together as a community, regardless of what level of experience you were in your practice or your craft or your tradition to really come together. So I started one of the first like private which community is, and it was called Abracadabra, and it had over like 50,000 unique users, okay? And this is even before like people were like making apps, and now it's like everyone has an app for everything. But anyway, it was a really great space. So I became, I was doing pop-up markets where I sold my teas, my crystals for people who remember me from 10 years ago. I sold crystals at just local pop-up markets. I was reading tarot there and it was just a lot of fun. It wasn't so much about creating content or putting everything like on as a content, as a whatever. It was just more so about embracing and creating community and meeting new people. And so that was it. Like the Hood Witch really started very 
I would say like in real life was very, I I don't want to say like brick and mortar because I never had a store, but I was known for being at these pop-up markets and doing the tarot readings and selling my crystals, my teas, my herbs, all of those things. So starting as that and then just the content that I was sharing on platforms like Instagram and uh, Tumblr at that time and Pinterest and all of those things. So really putting together contemporary art with witchcraft, modern witchcraft as we know it now. Yeah, it really is beautiful. So tell us about your path. Your path. Were you born into this belief system, this witchcraft, or is it something you developed? You're very gifted off it. Was it something you... So interestingly enough, yes. Yes and no. So it's yes in the sense that magic and spiritual spirituality and spiritual practice was already within my bloodline from, you know, both of my grandmothers, one being from the South, and she grew up in Texas, Louisiana. So all of my dad's side of the family, my Black side of the family, is from the American South, like the deep South, Arkansas, Texas, Louisiana. But then you have my mom's side of the family, and she's Mexican. And so both of those cultures are already very richly spiritual Two very strong spiritual influences. So I think that those practices to me, when I was younger, I wanted, I guess like what I want to explain was like when I was a kid, it was magic and witchcraft to me. It was when I saw books. So I was in love with just the occult and I was in love with like esoteric books and practices and tarot and magic and finding that from myself. So I really went through this path of my own journey of like self-discovery. And then when I got pregnant with my son, really connecting back to my grandmother's traditions and spiritual path, be that with hoodoo and like folk magic and like Santeria. So it's like all of these things that I once really shied away from because I thought my grandmothers were just superstitious. But then it's no, like that is your inherent like birthright. This is the practices of like our indigenous medicine or African magic and things that have like historically been more demonized in like Hollywood. And it's not was never really such a big thing in like popular culture. That's beautiful. Again, so other than this beautiful, very, again, artistic, almost scrapbook pictures, things all put together. What is the book about? Does the title scare people or entice people or probably both? I think You know, like being a witch, you know already, we like to scare and entice. (laughs) Yes, we do. I'm like scaring and enticing is exactly like what I want to do. (laughs) And that's just inherent. But I think that with blood, sex, magic, for me, it was... One, it was funny because when I initially created that title, it was cheeky. It was like tongue in cheek, just very, ooh, I'm going to make a book that's like blood, sex, magic. And I'm like, these are the things that my clients come to me for anyway, where it's you want sex, you want magic. Maybe there's a little blood involved. So it's, it's one of those things where I wanted the title to be captivating and interesting. And that's what it became to be but then it started to get broken down into three different components which was the blood not so much literal but we think about our ancestral lineage our rooting our 
our backstory. So blood sex magic, what's what it's about. It's like my progression in my journey. It's these are bits of memories. These are pieces of memories. It's not really a linear story. So if you're looking from a point A beginning to end, you're not going to get that. It's very much non-linear. It's like just these components and pieces of magic and bits and stories. So they're essentially a collection of memories. It's beautiful. So you work with people individually. Yes. You work with well, your clientele that is great. And the book, I think, is doing great. Anybody, I because I see a lot of people are running about people and people see, come over and say, they see this book and they want this book and they've heard about this book. So congratulations on it completely. Thank you. What was your inspiration for it? Being a practitioner is one thing. And I get with Hoodwitch, again, you've created this whole other thing. Anyway, was the book just the next step? Interestingly enough, I never really thought of having a book i knew that it was coming it's so fascinating because i was going through my old journals last night and i saw my to-do list that i made i'm like i'm a lister i love writing things down because i'm a firm believer that once you write it down on paper it becomes real it becomes no longer just this abstract concept in your mind it's like you put it into a tangible space now you see it yes read the lister i i have to see it so i think it was really funny in 2013 i went back into a journal and on the list it was like i want my own studio that has this type of walls and i want it to have hardwood floors and an old building and i got that that happened i that happened and i was like i put book question mark like making a book question mark. But that was in 2013. So now fast forward or 10 years later and it happened. So the inspiration really behind it was I want to take these ideas and these visuals. That book is a visual representation of what is inside of my brain on a daily basis. So it's again, I am very visual. And my mind is very much collage And I don't know how to explain the words like collage but it's I see things like if, even if you look at my Instagram, I love contemporary art. I love art in every, almost every form. And, and that's so represented in just my storytelling and it's important for me. I love symbolism. So I think, you know, when people see symbols or archetypes, when you look at these things, it really taps into a deeper recess in your mind. So if I'm telling a story and I'm giving you this symbol or this image, it's easier for you to connect with that. And I think that's a form of magic. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I do work with symbols and sigils and things. And again, that's why I just fell in love. I just related right to everything I've seen so far. What do you think people get most? Again, I've got new listeners and things like that are going, I'm not sure about this witchcraft thing. What do you think that people most get misconceptions about what we do and how we act? I think the biggest misconception is that we're evil. Some of us are, and that's fine. <laughs> I am not. And I think it's just there is no real one size fits all. 
you can't generalize every practitioner of witchcraft or magic under one umbrella. And I think that's really important. I think it's equally as important to connect to witches who resonate with you and their practice and their ethics and aligning yourself to someone who feels right and whose spiritual message or not it doesn't have to be spiritual but even their practice aligns with your values and i think that's important so the biggest misconception is that we're like crazy that we're charlatans that we're just trying to take people's money or cause harm or you know inherently i think that people still feel a fear of that we're evil and again just like with everyone else, you can go to a Christian church, you can go anywhere in any spiritual tradition, and there are going to be people who suck. But <laughs> excuse me, but it's, but it's, it's you can't just blanket statement, a one size fits all. So that is a big misconception. And I do think that's getting better and better with the good and the bad of everything from social media to witch talk to all of it. At least it's opening up. I agree. What I love about what you is that your message is really about empowering. Mm -hmm. That's very much what witchcraft, it's an empowering belief system. We don't give away our power to some other God, do what I say, not what what you feel. That being part of your message, empowering and educating, because don't you find people just give away their power? Yes. And I think even as like women and women identifying people, we have been programmed to perpetually give away our power and energy and to be constant givers and givers. So I think that the archetype of the witch in and of itself is that this is this wild force, right? Where you're not going to be controlled. You're not going to be told what to do. When we think of the witch, we think of, again, this force of just wild rebellion where it's just like, no, I'm not submitting to you. No, you're not going to make me believe what everyone else. And that's why everyone wants to persecute and kill you because you say, no, like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not going along blindly with this. You're not going to take my money. I can be sexually liberated. I can be powerful. So I always think that the witch is put into this category of the bitch. Yeah, no, and I love that. And I do think that's what's about. If somebody's just getting started and trying to take their power back or learn a little bit about witchcraft, besides getting your beautiful book, my little book, is there any like regular practices or rituals or anything that has helped you in that empowerment process or being awareness process? I think one of the biggest and most empowering things, and I always tell this to baby witches and even my friends who are just too much people-pleasing, um, I will say that no is a spell. No is a complete sentence. So saying no, don't give away your energy. And that's something you can do on a basic level, you know, on a very, and, and you believe it or not, how do people find that to be so hard? And I'm like, I have no problem with turning down a lot of things because even with my book, I said no to 11 different publishing companies before I said yes, because it didn't feel right for me. It didn't feel like the right time. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel aligned. It didn't feel right. 
And I think that so many people just go with the flow of things, even though intuitively they don't, they're not listening to their gut or their instincts and they end up getting in a lot of trouble for that. So I will say no as being the spell and telling people, no, I will not accept this. No, I'm not doing it. No, I'm not going. These are ways of reclaiming your power, even on the most basic level of like your mundane life and your magical life. I love that. And I love that this is a spell and a complete sentence. I'm going to borrow that. I'll give you full credit. <laughs> I will give you full credit. What are some of your in working, because you do ritual, you do magic, you do, what are some of your favorite either tools or do you work with herbs or oils or colors? What's some of your favorite practices? I love candle magic my partner laughs all the time because he's what is the candle budget for today <laughs> and he knows he's like oh god because i'll come home and i'm like i'll go and I'll, it just i love going to my I, I love going to different magic stores or supply warehouses or botanicas or if i'm in mexico or if i'm i want to go to the magic store i want to buy Every candle I want to, I am, I love candles. So I have an entire cabinet full of them, every color, shape, form. I love them. So candle magic, I love. I love oils. I love perfume, making my own body oils, like perfume oils. What else? I love like herbs. So yes, I will buy them, but I've gotten better with weaning myself off of buying so many herbs. I actually started my own garden last summer. So I live in a space now where I actually can have my own garden. So I started growing my own sage. We have lavender, we have mint and rosemary. So I made a proper witch's herb garden. <laughs> so now it was so fun because I grew my own tomatoes. We had chili peppers so it was really cool like I and it feels so natural to me and my garden really really flourished it did such a great um harvest for summer and doesn't it feel that those products that you make yourself are that much more magical oh, too? Yeah. you planted them the seed the little plant the earth the growth you are part of that entire process the intent you're putting it while you're planting them and begging them to grow yes and I love them so much I like talk to them and I have a whole, like, my partner, we always joke about this, but he's like, you're the neighborhood Snow White. Like, you really are. I have a family. I had hummingbirds and squirrels. I have birds that come in the backyard. And I, I built my own solar-powered um, water fountain for the birds. So, and, and I always joke about this, but I am so convinced that I do have fairies that live in my backyard and they're so happy. I put crystals and really large crystals that I set for them. And sometimes when I look in that back garden, I don't know if it's from the crows, but they love like little shiny bits. So they'll bring me and leave in the backyard, like little shiny pieces. And I'm like, I didn't put this here. It's the fae. It is fairies. I am a fairy girl. I have a big yard too. It's a fairy garden. Invite them in. And they leave things. They move things. They play with things. They might use a crow to move them or not. Doesn't I don't matter. Know. I'm like, but I leave such, I really tend to my garden and I really tend to the animals and the plant life back. 
So it feels so good. And I feel like they're happy. We have a big tree and there has a big hollowed out hole in it. And I always joke and I'm like, that's, hey, like that's their fairy house. <laughs> well, I'm sure it is. Watch out. They live at the edge of day, edge of night, edge of the garden, edge of the path. A couple of years ago, my husband and I, we, they, I like to give them gifts. It was Beltane Eve, so fairy night, May 1st. And we th- we're going to make these little wishes. They had six little cups and we put half dark honey and half cream in each one with a wish from world peace to any bar, everything. So they all looked like cappuccinos, six of the exact same little cups of things in the shape of a daisy. We made our wishes. We talked to the fae. We went upstairs. I went down in the morning. Three just had cream and three just had honey. I'm like, that's a fairy trick. It's a kid's. No one went down there. Nobody knew we did it. I was in Ireland last year. They literally picked me up and moved, turned me around without me moving my feet. Oh, my. Yeah. They, so, yeah, they, I don't think you're weird at all. I just, I don't even understand people who don't see the fairy world. Yes. But I just love them and I love having them in my backyard. And they really, I feel, appreciate me taking care of all of the animals back there. Like the first thing when I wake up in the morning and I have my coffee, I'm like, I got to go leave my peanut. I have to go put their seeds. And I'm like, oh, no, their house is empty. Like they need things. So I always go and I'm always taking care of the garden, taking care of my babies. Oh, my God. We are the same. Me too. We go up to Lake Hollywood by and feed the ravens and the squirrels and the blue jays. It's magic. It's our own little wonderland. And I think elemental that whole elemental realm tree spirits fairies are making a comeback not that they've ever been gone because we do need focus on the earth to save our little planet here i people who aren't even in our craft our practice people are like real new agers like wait i saw a gnome they're real yeah Yeah. they are focus down take care of mom no it's true and i'm like even people they don't understand how important it is and i'm like how can you have a spiritual practice when you are not taking care of or tending to the biggest spirit. It's like our planet. And I know it sounds very like hippy dippy, but I don't give a shit. Like I love nature. I I want to make sure that our planet and our spirits and our trees and our water and animals are taken care of. Because that's how else are we going to survive? <laughs> We, we aren't. <laughs> we have to, or or we are, if we don't take care of the planet. But oh my God, you are just beautiful. I'm totally everybody. You've got to check out this book, Blood Sex Magic. So Bree, tell everyone where they can find you, websites where they can get your book, your social media, and any upcoming appearances you may have, or book signings, or anything. Our people are everywhere. Yes, honey, I'm so excited. My book is available at every major location where you can buy books every independent bookstore support your independent bookstores and you can find me at the hoodwitch on instagram and thehoodwitch.com. i'm the hoodwitch everywhere i know there's a bunch of people who we've gone through this and i know you've probably been through it where it's like on instagram there's been a lot of like imitators my pages are verified so you can find me on there and i do have an upcoming event december 15th oh no december 16th and 17th i will be in los angeles 
at Open Eye Crystals in Los Angeles. We are doing a two-day event. I will be teaching a workshop on the second day and the first day we are doing a sip and sign. So we're going to have lots of goodies and treats for everyone to come and have a cocktail, come and hear about the book and I'm going to be signing them. So it's going to be a really great time just getting us in the spirit of the holidays and sol- pre-winter solstice. So I can't wait to see you guys. <laughs> I'm coming. So come on. Hung. Yes. I hope to see you. I guess. Me too. I right in my town and I'm in town that weekend. It's amazing. Yay. Or the, whatever those days are. You guys check her out. Free Luna Blood Sex Magic. The most amazing book, scrapbook, coffee table perfection. Every page is different. The It's, yeah, it's <laughs> all of it. So thank you so much, Brie, for bringing your magic to the witching hour. Thank you so much for having me, Patty. I'm so excited and I can't wait to connect with you in real life.